Yo, good morning. How are we doing? Welcome to Woman Conversation on the Friday after Thanksgiving, the year of our Lord, 2019. How the fuck are you doing today? Are you home? Are you working? Are you uh, pretending to work from home? I am on my way to work. Just keep telling myself I'm a valuable piece of manpower. They need me. It keeps me going. They need me there. They can't operate without me. So I got to tell myself that. <laughs> tell my wife that. Tell my kids that. <laughs> maybe they'll, maybe they'll respect me. Oh boy. Um, I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. I certainly did. It was. I mean. I did eat way too much. I talked about pacing on Wednesday, and then I went in uh, to Thanksgiving dinner yesterday and then had seconds on everything <laughs> until I couldn't eat anymore to the point where I didn't have dessert. I didn't, um, I mean, I didn't pick. I mean, I did pick a little bit. There was a time in the night where I went back and I was dipping the turkey in the gravy. That was my dessert, I guess. I really didn't need it. It was just uh, the little, I don't know, the Thanksgiving dinner addict in me went back for more, but it was nice, um, you know, stopped to see some family, went home, I mean, I was up until 1.30 in the morning cooking, and uh, did the, the ritual type stuff, watched Seton Hall lose to Oregon in heartbreaking and dramatic fashion, uh, at first, this is Wednesday night, and then I put on the Sopranos Thanksgiving episode, and by the time Matt finished up, it was about 1.30 or so. And I kind of watched a little bit of the second episode, I think. Then I shut her down and went, uh, watched. I just couldn't, didn't have, uh, I wasn't tired. I couldn't go to sleep. So I went and I poured myself a nice big glass of wild turkey. I put on The Irishman and watched the first hour of it. I apologize. If, I, if you tune in, like, maybe you won't talk about The Irishman today. Well, tough. That's like three times a week is going to come up until, until I don't know when. Um, so that was my Wednesday night. Woke up, saw some family, came back, and spent the day with uh, with my family. It was a really nice day. Football. I called it. I called it on Wednesday night. I was either either you know, zero and three or three and zero, and on a show where nobody's gonna listen to, I went fucking three and zero. All right, I got lucky with that first game. I picked the Bears before the line went up, so I had the Bears at three and a half. I almost conned you for. Uh, the half point made it three, but I made it. I stuck with the three and a half. Uh, I got the Bears, who went, I think the game when went off. Uh, I think it was up to like six or six and a half. So, or maybe maybe it was five, five and a half. But I got in the three and a half, so that counts. A win's a win. The Bills, who were dogs in a row, took care of business and smoked the Cowboys. And then uh, at night, I had New Orleans by seven. They won by eight, so it was almost a push, but. Uh, yeah, 20, I didn't watch much of that game. It ended up being 26-18. So, hey, 3-0 on Thanksgiving. You can't beat that. And, of course, like I said, nobody listens. It's going to go down as uh, Thanksgiving Day legend. And I'll probably go 0-3 this weekend because now I feel like I have a little bit of pressure up. I think I'd bring it back to 500 on the year. But, no, I can't. Can't rest now. i got to stay hot. I've been on fire. I've been on fire for the past few weeks, so stick with it. Hopefully uh, keep those winning ways going this weekend. We'll do picks tonight. Um, but, 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 let's see. Got a little bit of big news here. That's not really big news. Kyrie Irving, I guess because uh, he got 
a rude welcome in in Boston on uh, and by the way Nets Boston played today at noon if you're at work uh, in Brooklyn they played in Boston the other day and there were signs outside the arena um, calling Kyrie a coward for not wanting to play uh, in the game on Wednesday and Kyrie uh, put out this lengthy scribe um, of basketball as artists and that fans basically saying that fans should get a life instead of, you know, making making hay about I don't know, I, I guess it's just it, it's just a game and basketball players are artists. Well, part of me agrees with them. That some, some fans take it a little too far, alright? I have no problem. You want to boo a player? Okay, that's fine. I have no problem booing players. It's a fucking competition also. It's, it's, there is some level of artistry to them. You go back and watch like old Dr. J or George Gervin or Larry or Michael and Magic and there is artistry. But there's, it's also a competition. Those guys wanted to win. Magic, Larry would want to rip your head off to win. Jordan especially. Okay? Beauty and Tim Duncan. But Tim Duncan wanted to win. There's a there's a forceful beauty to like Shaq's game, and he wanted to win. They all wanted to win. That's why I don't understand. Okay, basketball's archery is fine, and I part of me agrees with you. Like if fans take it too far, I don't think the coward thing is taken too far. I think it's taking shots at a guy that they felt burned by. Now Boston fans will go fuck themselves because they're fucking trashy ass Boston fans. And they've won enough in the past fucking 10 years. Fucking 19 years. They've won enough. So I don't want to fucking hear Kyrie is a coward. I don't want to hear... Oh, that's fine. I can hear it. But I don't want to hear anything from them. Okay? I don't want to hear anything from them. So, if you're talking about... Basketball's artistry. I don't see... Kyrie Irving, you know, just going to play for the love of the game somewhere or not getting paid for it. You're getting paid millions of dollars. You decided to, you wanted to come to Brooklyn because of the Nets, because they're your hometown team, right? Jersey, old Jersey team, your hometown team. You're getting paid millions of dollars. I didn't see you, I didn't see him take off from basketball as they got a Massachusetts car in front of me going 30 miles down the left lane. I didn't see him taking off from basketball to concentrate on the artistry of the game, spending time in the gym, making the game as beautiful as possible. I mean, it is, I mean, you kind of slammed it as entertainment, and it is entertainment, all right? It's, it can be all those things. That's kind of the beauty of sports is that it's entertainment, there's artistry to it, it's competition. All those things are encompassed. It's not one thing. It's not just art. So I just don't understand the need. You could have that opinion. I don't understand the need to say that or to have this lengthy Instagram post about it or any kind of post about it. I just don't understand the need for it. Like, why are you venting this to million people? I don't know how many people follow him on Instagram, but why are you broadcasting it? Like, why the need after that game where the Nets got smoked, by the way, 
I just don't, I, that I don't understand. That's a generational thing. All right, and it kind of started with my generation, where you'd put like, you'd, you'd be at school or whatever, and you'd, you'd leave up uh, your away message. And you could see there was, it would teeter. Okay, there were some people who didn't do that. And some people who put up, like, I'll be right back, whatever. There are some people who put away message with, like, all their feelings listed out. Like, it was a fucking emo song. So you could see, like, the turn right there. And now this generation has more than just your away message. You have Instagram where you can tell strangers everything you feel. Or, or Facebook or Twitter. Like, that's, that's a pretty... That's pretty obvious what he was responding to. And it was a... That's, that's, that's just, you know, makes me wonder why he feels the need to say that. Again, I agree with him, uh, like, 30%. But there's a whole 70% that he's kind of ignoring. And I don't understand that, you know, after they go up there, after he gets the reception he gets... I didn't even watch the game. I don't know if he got booed or anything. Which I'm sure he did if he was in the building. I'm sure there's chance if he was in the building. I just don't understand. I guess, I don't know. Why do you got to respond to it? Respond to it on the court. Get out there today and kick their ass. Okay, you play, you play Celtics four times a year. You might see them, you could see them in the playoffs. Fucking respond to the court. There's beauty in the sport, but there, it's, it's nothing more beautiful than winning. Uh, so, no, that's my two cents. I'm, yeah, here. Why do you go out there and talk about it? Here I am. I talk into the void every day about my my shitty ass opinions. Last night uh, after after dinner, God, I, I guess I had the New Orleans game on, and, but I was like jumping around and I landed on uh, the Wizard of Oz. And I've only seen the Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz once. It's a weird movie. There's a lot of lore to it. A lot of. Uh, Another history to it. A lot of weird things that happened, right? I mean, there's always like one of the Munchkins hung himself. There's no truth to the. There's no truth to it, but it's always one of the rumors. They could see one of the Munchkins hanging. They kept him in the shot all these years. Judy Garland, of course, had her problems. Um, but The Wizard of Oz was my fifth grade teacher's favorite movie. And he, he acted in the play. I think he was like the lion in a play. My fifth grade teacher might have been the greatest teacher I ever had. I had a few good ones. And so, due respect to Mrs. Johnson, my I had her a couple times in high school for math uh, for math classes. She was great. Uh, but my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Robbins, was my best teacher. Well, I got me thinking about him. He was great on a hundred levels, all right, because he knew he had both my brothers and he had me last. So we had a little bit of a relationship before um, whatever. Um, uh, before I ever stepped foot in his classroom. And he got me thinking, I gotta, re- I gotta find this guy. I don't know how to do this. I'm not on Facebook. And I don't want to just go on Facebook. I mean, I have a Facebook, but I don't go on. I haven't been on in years. I don't want to just go on. Ah, it's weird. I guess that's probably the only way I could find him is through Facebook. But I, I do want to reach out to him after this, after viewing this last night. Just to say hi, see how he's doing. But 
he was great for, like I said, a hundred reasons. One, because, like I said, we, we knew each other and he was great to me. But he would push me, which is, the, which is uh, it's a sign of a great teacher is when you push somebody to meet their, meet where they should be and then push past where they should be. Okay, so it's one thing you'd be as good as you can be, but it's another thing to kind of push further and, and, and work harder to exceed expectations. But let me tell you something about Mr. Robbins, okay? First of all, he was this guy. The, 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 the New York Rangers won their worst, their, their first, <laughs> their worst, their first and only Stanley Cup championship since 1946. Uh, 1946, it's a 50-year uh, drought. No, I thought it was more than that. Whatever it was. So they, they were on a, a long drought. To the point where when they won, they, the, the announcer said the curse is over. So they, they had their own curse in 94. And they ended up, they won they won the Stanley Cup. And the day after, my teacher didn't teach anything. And he just had to parade on in the classroom. That was our that was our day. Phenomenal. So great teacher because love of sports, big deal. He's a, he's a Mets fan and a Rangers fan. And his room was painted orange and blue. He tortured me with that. 94 is a good year, but there was there was a strike, right? So I, uh, maybe 95 it came back. So 94, 95. So I'm not sure. So but whatever. So I mean, he tortured me the Yankees and Mets type stuff. And from day one, if I stepped into this classroom, and this shit would never fly today. From day one, I walked to his classroom, and I think this is what I want to ask him. Like, I, like you can never pull it off, and it was fine with me. My parents didn't care. Like, I didn't care. I mean, my parents might not even... I might not even ever told them. Because it wasn't a big deal. It was just... It was funny. But I walked into the classroom. And from day one, he would call my name. He goes, who's that? Oh, like, you're the ugly guy in the back of the room. I was the ugly... He called me the ugly guy. I was the ugly guy in his class. You couldn't... Like, it was a joke. But you couldn't fucking let that fly today. All right, somebody would complain about something. Everybody's so... Everybody's sensitive about it. Like, I... He would get phone calls about him. Insane to me. Insane to me. So we we fought, we did a play that year, and I was the mayor, and he changed lines in the play. So one character saw me off um, stage. I say I'm not, my, my theater lingo is a little rusty here. But he saw me off stage. Goes, oh, who's that? Is that the mayor? I don't know. Is he tall? And he changes all all this description was for me I wore glasses I was tall from you know from my age just tall ugly guy with glasses and it was like yeah that's him and that was the fucking joke in a play in front of everybody in front of the school in front of the parents it was fucking funny and I was not a good looking kid I was ugly I had braces I had glasses fucking curly hair was unruly I mean it helps that I grew up to be a handsome individual just a startling-looking, startling-looking adult right now. So it helps ease the pain of that. But it just amazes me. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I just remember like when my father died, he had nice things, nice things reached out to us and nice things to say. And uh, you know, I was, you know, in retrospect, it felt like forever after fifth grade. But it was only a few years after fifth grade, really. You know, I was, 
it was very touching to hear, and, and you know, and unfortunately, you, look, you know, you, you lose touch. You know, you go to college and go off, you do the other thing, you start drinking and doing drugs and stuff, and you kind of lose touch with these people. But he was a great teacher. I kind of seen that movie last night, kind of you know, being a holiday and starting up. So maybe, maybe I'll reach out to him. Maybe, I'll, maybe that's what I'll do at work today, and I'll, I'll try and find a way to reach out to old Mr. Robbins to see how he's doing these days. The whole thing with Mr. Robbins is. I also had his his wife, Mrs. Robbins, I had um, for kindergarten. It's all in the family. All right, that's going to be it for me for today. I'll be back tonight. We'll do Radio Roulette. We'll get, um, try to stay hot, man. I mean, I just, I'm blown away by my record. This the past fucking, since, since I took that week off, I've been on fire. Uh, so we'll be back uh, tonight. Uh, so have a great fucking day. If you're working, if you pretend to work from home, I apologize for the uh, incoherent blithering. This was called the podcast today. Have a great fucking day. Don't take any shit from anybody, and I'll talk to you tonight here on Wally Conversation. See ya.